Hi there, it's Dallas Travers here and you are listening to Coaches on a Mission. This is the show to listen to if you're a values-driven coach and you want to build a business that you're truly proud of. So my guest today is Lee Huo. Lee helps exhausted healthcare professionals find fulfillment and joyful purpose again in their careers. That way they can enjoy their lives now instead of waiting until retirement. So Lee came into our conversation with a big, bright idea to offer up one-time paid workshops to her audience in order to really accomplish three things. Number one, Lee's audience doesn't really understand coaching, so she wanted to create a way to give them a taste of her work in order to help them understand the value experientially. Number two, Lee really likes to mix it up in her own business. She has a lot of interests and skills. She's a transformational coach. So there's a ton of topics that she can help her audience with. And she just likes bringing variety to her work. And then number three, Lee wants to build her list. She also wants to enroll more clients. So what better way to accomplish those goals than to charge for a mini course and then offer a power group as an upsell at the end of the workshop. So Lee and I got to work bringing her plan to life during this episode. We clarified why exactly mini courses need to offer an extremely clear and tangible outcome in order to be effective. Then we brainstormed topics that she could teach on and even came up with a pretty solid getting started strategy so that Lee can offer her first paid mini course this fall. So if you're looking for a way to help your audience gain immediate traction so they understand the value of your work, a mini course may do the trick. So be sure you're ready to take a bunch of notes throughout this episode. And with that, here's Lee Huo. Hi, Lee. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. Hi, Dallas. I'm excited to be here. I'm happy to have you. I'm happy to have you. So before we dive in, how are things going for you, Um, in particular, inside the hive? How's it been? It's been great. I find the information in the hive very helpful, the community very helpful. I feel like when I started my coaching business, I was sort of all over the place. I would do this, like, put some posts on social media. I would get my friends to be on my email list. But now I feel like there's more of a system um, going through your modules in that hive, like creating a lead magnet. How do you test the lead magnet? How do you look at your conversion rate? Is this working for you? I think I was just sort of throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something will happen. And being in the hive and going through these modules gives me a much more objective a way to look at things, um, take the drama out of it. And the frustration still is there sometimes, <laughs> but, um, and definitely sometimes disappointment too, but at least there's something objective that I can look at that I can sort of analyze, oh, this conversion rate was low. So maybe I need to look at something else or seek help. Like this was low. Can you, can we sort of brainstorm as to why this is happening? Do you know? I mean, yeah. try some things. Yeah. I love that you're bringing this up because I think so often we don't know, like we don't know what to measure. And so then we just like try something different. So a year passes and I've tried a bunch of things, but I haven't moved the needle at all because you are someone who is not afraid to take action and not afraid to just jump in and test things, which has been so inspiring for me to see you in action that way. But for us to be able to problem solve instead of start over is so important if we're actually going to move things forward. So thanks for modeling that inside yes. the program. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy you do it. I'm not trying to model. I'm just trying <laughs> different things. <laughs> just being you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive in. I want to know more about your audience. So fill our listeners in on who you serve and then walk us through what you want to focus on in our conversation today. Sure. So my background, I am a physician, but I am no longer in active clinical practice. I left active clinical practice because of burnout and workplace Mm. trauma. And so with the pandemic starting about two years ago, I was seeing a lot of my colleagues going through I don't like the word burnout a lot, but that's just sort of what we're using. So Mm -hmm. I knew that they were overwhelmed, they were exhausted, there were problems within the healthcare field as that I think got highlighted because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so my heart always goes out to this group of people. So I help exhausted healthcare professionals feel fulfilled and purposeful again, so that they're thriving and enjoying their life here and now, instead of counting down a the days until retirement or just grumbling as they're going into work, understandably so. But if you're going to stay, how do we make it so that you love your job when you're going into it instead of being miserable? Yeah. And feeling like you don't have the choice, like feeling that forgetting that you're choosing to like, if you're going to stay, that's your choice. Great. So like own it and be there for a reason. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And there's still a greater purpose. Yeah. Despite what it feels like there's, you are still fulfilling a greater purpose and a huge value to humanity. So yeah. Immeasurable. Yes. All right. Okay. So we have an understanding about this important work that you are doing. How can I help you today? What are we working on? So I have done mostly my coaching practice so far has been one-on-one private sessions And I feel like it's time for me to offer power groups or group coaching sessions to my clients, to potential clients. When I market, I always talk about wanting to feel fulfilled and purposeful again in your career. And I think sometimes people feel like, doesn't matter, I'm just going to grit my teeth through it. You can't help me with that. (laughs) Or somehow they don't feel like it's important enough for them to invest in coaching for that matter. But I know there are some other wishes, results that my clients will want, and that might be in the realm of parenting, how to, I don't know, deal with your teenage kids, how Mm -hmm. to be, whatever, uh, if you have small kids, how do you juggle home and work and being a mom and a a physician or a nurse, someone who's really busy. I know that my clients talk about relationships, whether it's with a spouse, whether it's with aging parents, whether it's with colleagues and friends, goal setting, just because, you know, they reach a certain pinnacle, they doesn't mean that goal setting comes to an end. And in fact, I encourage continue goal setting to keep us I don't know, excited about life (laughs) for me. Fitness is a big one. We all know Mm -hmm. fitness is important to our mental health and physical health, but I think we as providers push that message out there, but sometimes we don't take our own advice. Yeah, totally. Um, But, but we know we should, like it's, and it's always one of those things like, I know I should, so now I'm going to judge myself for not doing it. (laughs) So it's like the sketch 22. I'd love to form, you know, a group to talk about weight loss strategies. So yeah. I love it. I just got this really clear picture in my mind of the wheel of life, right? Like such an old school coaching tool for those of you, Lee, maybe, are you familiar with the wheel of life? I don't think so. Okay, great. So for our listeners or for you, the wheel of life, it's like a pie chart 
with different areas of life that make up the whole. So fitness, relationships, spirituality, community, health, finances, just sort of like, here's your life in a, in a series of categories. And I got this picture of when, if I am an exhausted physician who has reached a certain pinnacle and now I'm not even really clear on my goals, but I'm still in this work and I'm hating it for you to tell me I could have more fulfillment that feels nebulous and big and kind of impossible. Yes. But if you help me have more fulfillment in my relationship with my teenager, that's going to bleed in to these other areas of my life, including my job. And that's something I can get my head wrapped around. So I wanted to just, I guess, reflect to you, Lee. Okay. Back up to the wheel of life. So a wheel of life exercise is basically you rate your level of satisfaction in each one of these areas. Oh, interesting. And then you connect the dots and it's no longer a round pie. It's like a wonky, crooked looking broken wheel because you might be a three in financial health and a 10 in friendships. And then your, your wheel is not balanced. So it's like a really great assessment tool. Yeah. But what the way I thought of it, what I, here's what I want to reflect. Yes. It may sound like, Lee, calm down. You're all over the place. You're going to confuse people. (laughs) But I think this is a very wise idea because you're taking their life, that full pie, and dividing it into individual pieces that they can get their heads wrapped around. And you know that there is a ripple effect with this work. So I am so into this idea for you. And I just, I wanted to affirm it for you, but also for our listeners, because on its face, it could look confusing, right? Okay. And then you shared something in, as we were preparing for the recording that I want to bring forward. And that is that for you right now in your business, you are really itching to mix things up. Mm -hmm. So you're also like, you want to bring in another offer here for your own edification and excitement and creative expression. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So here's the question, right? How do we do this? (laughs) And that is the end of the episode. Thank you for joining us, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. So walk me through what thoughts you have. I have a couple of thoughts too. So let's do like a little brainstorming here. And then we'll pick an idea and roll out an action plan for you around that idea. Yes. In my head is a group of four or five women at the Mm -hmm. most. We would meet once a week. I have a picture in my head where for 10 minutes, I talk about a certain topic Mm -hmm. and then we go into coaching. You have suggested before that in these power groups, you can make sure to let everyone in the group know like, Hey, for sure. Everyone will get a turn 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever it is that I decide. Um, And I think that's a great idea for people who, And then if you don't want to be coach and you don't want, that's absolutely fine too. And then I think same with sort of the teaching point, just because sometimes my clients are not familiar with coaching. So there's just some basic ideas, concepts that I just want to communicate across. Doesn't mean that we have to be coached about that. Or I could give an example in my life of something that happened. That's what I actually like to do. Like something that, for example, if it's parenting, something that happened with my son or my daughter and how coaching helped me in that particular scenario. Yes. 
Okay. And are you envisioning this to be a a time-bound container or would it just be an ongoing group? What's that structure you're envisioning? I think it would be time-bound. I would say 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And of course, at the end, you know, we can discuss whether or not they want to continue. If the group got so much out of it and they feel like they would like to stay, that's definitely an option. Yeah. But I, I would like to put a time container on it. Okay. Okay. So what I'm hearing is I wrote down pop-up power groups, right? Mm. So it would be on like a pop-up topic completely related to your target audience and the holistic picture of them having a a more fulfilling life and career. Right. It would be like these micro topics. So a group of four women or practitioners meeting for 12 weeks with the focus on parenting and like improving, like it would be a little bit more concrete than that even. Right, 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 right. Right. And then the fourth. So, and then I love the idea uh, because your audience is not familiar with coaching. I love, you may come up to show up to these power groups and all right, what questions do you have? And no one wants to say a word, right? So kicking it off with a specific lesson or topic and then moving into coaching around that lesson or topic. Yeah. And then it will that'll be create a permission structure for people to raise their hand and share about other things. Right. Great. I think this is really smart. Here's one. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Yes. If I am not familiar with coaching, mm-hmm. I'm going to back it up. So when I heard you share this, the thought I, the question I asked myself was, oh, I wonder if she should do these like pop-up seminars as the entry point. Mm. So it would be a, a, I don't even want to say webinar, but a class, right? Like a 60 or 90 minute class structured a lot like the foolproof webinar formula, but we're, we're workshopping something. You're going to teach me a coaching skill. You're going to give me the experience Mm -hmm. and then you can present an offer to move into the power group. Oh, interesting. Um, And the reason I thought of that, and I don't know, let's talk it through, but if your audience is A, scarce on time as a resource, and B, not really convinced yet of the power of coaching because they just don't know what it is, an intro class as your sales mechanism, it may actually be easier to enroll people into a 12-week program if you give them a taster first. I think you're absolutely correct. Because we talk about inside the hive, climbing the awareness ladder. Mm-hmm. So I'm pain aware and I'm then I'm problem aware and then I'm solution aware. And one of the awarenesses they need to have is like, what the hell is coaching and why should I care? Right. <laughs> right. Right. And like, I'm spending money. Are you sure this is going to work? You're just going to be talking to me. Is this therapy? If it's therapy, I'd rather get insurance to pay for it. Right. Right. Okay. So I just pitched you the idea of like an intro class again on this micro topic where you then can move people into a power group. What are your thoughts? I think that's a great idea. I think another topic too is time, but sorry that. Yeah. No, this is relevant because I think this is actually the first step in our plan. Yeah. So why don't you and I just for today, Mm -hmm. let's, Let's land here. All right, we're gonna test pop-up power groups. The marketing funnel for those groups is gonna start right. with an intro class. Yeah, it's not just a pitch; it's really a workshop. 
Okay. Right. Of right. That, that gets them started on the, the problem or the topic the power group will focus on. That intro workshop, then p- four people have the opportunity to take the work further inside of a group. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Yeah, that's really good. So we need to figure out which topics. I think parenting. You do. Tell me more about, I mean, you're so clear on that. And so like pulled in that direction. Tell me more about Um, the data around that. I'm sorry. Say it again. What's the data around that? I guess there's no formal data. Okay. (laughs) Um, I just, okay. So I feel like of the clients that I have had, Mm -hmm. it circles back to kids. It's a balance between career and kids. Like there's a I've already done time things. And so, I mean, we could do that again. That's fine uh, to form a power part about utilization of time or time management, that type of thing. But I think parenting is a very um, common draw or pull. Like you, I don't ever meet a parent who is like, I've got all this. (laughs) Totally. Or who's like, eh, not a priority. Right. 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 (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and I think one of the things that I used to highlight all the time is the ability to say no to your kids, how that actually is beneficial, even though from the outside, you don't want to say no. And so I, I remember launching into all that for a series of um, Instagram posts and also my emails, and those got pretty decent traction. Mm-hmm. I think I even did an IG live about saying no, but that wasn't slanted towards parenting, but just sort of, but I gave an example yeah. In my life of where I had to say no to my kids for what reason, et cetera. So I guess I don't have concrete data. You're absolutely right. It's sort of just the gestalt that I get from talking to people. You can yeah. always talk about kids. Like yeah. if I'm hard up for a topic to talk about, if I bring up kids, people just start completely talking. Right, so, and, mm-hmm. and, and it seems people are open to talking about it. I think that sometimes when we're talking about our own careers is like when we're unhappy in our own career, it's hard to talk about because why well, spent oh, so many years getting here and now I'm unhappy and that's not right. normal. Like I should be happy. Right. And so there's that like shame that's layered in and got it. Here's what I think we should do. I think you're onto something with parenting. Let's look at it more structurally or strategically, like at your business as a whole. So yes. what if you decided like every quarter you had a pop-up workshop and you moved a power group through a 12-week process. Mm -hmm. I think we first need to, for you, identify for making that wheel of life, the healthcare professional, what are the key pieces inside of that wheel? And then that you would like to speak on, right? Yes. And then you can survey your audience, Mm. right? Like I'm thinking of doing a workshop on a topic that is most helpful to you, pick your top three. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that would be good. Okay. So let's take a minute and think of the different pieces of this pie, pieces of spokes on this wheel of the medical professionals. Yeah. Wheel of life. Yeah. So the first one you talked about is like parenting and family. Yeah. I do think... I think goal setting is another one because mm-hmm. under goal setting, there can be a few topics like fitness. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Self-care. mental and physical health might be its own category. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But right. I wrote goals and motivation because one thing they're really lacking is motivation. Okay. Yep. What else? When you think about the work you're doing and what come, oh, career. Yep. In a way, that's the umbrella though, right? Like we are, I'm talking to you, the medical professional. So let's have that be the umbrella. And then we've got your spokes here on the wheel. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you said fitness, right? Or physical health. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't mm-hmm. even know what that like. Usually, yes, yeah, fitness. Uh, sometimes it's weight loss. Sometimes it's just healthy, quote unquote, healthy, whatever that means, right? Healthy choices. <laughs> but that's definitely a a piece of the pie. Yeah, I do think finances as well is mm. is a piece. Great, and definitely relationship and friendships. Mm-hmm. Friendships, yeah. What about <laughs> life outside of? work and family, like what would you call that category? Or is that a value for them? I feel like that's part of goal setting and motivation. Okay. Got but it. But it's also self-care mm. and self-worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to read the list back to you and just let me know if there are any categories here that you Lee as a coach are not interested in, okay. <laughs> in touching with your clients. So parenting and family, mm-hmm. and just for our listeners, we're looking at this like inter- at the intersectionality between me as a healthcare professional, right? Me in my career and how yep. that impacts each of these categories. Correct. Okay. Yes. So parenting and family, mm-hmm. goals and motivation, mm-hmm. physical health, mental health, mm-hmm. finances, friendships, and self-care. Yeah, I'm comfortable talking about all those. Totally. Topics. Great. I think we should not send out a generic survey like this. I think you and I should take a minute and brainstorm a possible pop-up workshop topic just mm-hmm. to bring the survey to life, right? Yeah. Like self-care, what, like what the hell does that even mean, right? right? All right, so if you were to present an intro workshop that gave, that gave your audience like traction in the area of parenting and family and exposure to what it might be like inside of a power group what's a concrete topic that you could teach on the most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this what more should i be doing this question it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients throwing a launch together at the very last minute or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called The Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, The Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures and the coach class will show it to you. Registration is open this week. So again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. Gosh. Can I give you a real quick story and then you can tell me what you think? So yeah, sure. I for a long time I talked about self-care and, and that was sort of my focus. So recent 
a while ago, I sent out an email about how at the beginning of the year, I decided that I want to learn how to play tennis. It's on a Monday night for an hour. And I was saying Monday nights, usually moms want to stay home to help with their kids. Mm -hmm. And it is time and money invested. And so I decide that that's all for myself. I want to play tennis. No one else in my family actually does. I just decided that's what something I wanted to do. So I did it. Then come spring break and I want to go to the tennis courts and hit those balls, you know, the machines that keep oh. throwing balls at you so that I could just keep hitting balls and practice. And it was my son's spring break. So I got him to um, come with me. Yeah, he was doing nothing. So when we were there, he literally said to me, he was like, mom, that was so much fun. He's 15, by the way. So it oh my you, okay? goodness. He's that athletic. Okay. Yeah. So he's athletic. He's mm -hmm. athletic just not tennis, but you know, he would pick up the balls for me. And he's like, mom, this was so much fun. We should do it again. And so my message was this, that even though we think self-care is quote unquote selfish, because some women wouldn't do it because it's money and time away from your family, like prime yeah. time. Right. But in reality what self-care gave was an unexpected benefit and an unexpected connection with my son. Mm -hmm. And this is how you model how self-care is vital. Yeah. And so something to that effect, because I think parents sometimes think that they have to give everything to their kids and that anything that they do from themselves, they feel like it takes away from kids when in reality, I think it's a gift. I, not, not every situation, not, you know, like I'm, you know, generalizing. That was such a big aha moment for me. I've honestly have been very good about self-care for a mm -hmm. variety of reasons, but that really drove it drove it home for me as a message to other parents too as like listen this is proof like my 15 year old son and he wanted to do it again at the end of that session, he's like mom we should schedule it again and so at the end of that session we did we came back that same week with my daughter wow. and so <laughs> it's like such an unexpected benefit right towards what some people would deem as selfish totally. and if I didn't have a lot of sort of mind work and mindset that would have felt that way too, I think. But instead, this is, this is wonderful. Yeah. So something around, this is really great. So it's about, I'm trying to come up with a clever marketing title and that's not probably going to happen today, but something around how, if you want to be a better parent, be selfish. Yeah. It, right. It's like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, mm -hmm. but that is, but that is absolutely true in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm making the note, something around like how your selflessness is hurting your kid, or if you want to be a better parent, be selfish. But I'm, I'm envisioning this survey Lee being concrete titles like that instead of broader topics. I think you, the feedback you get will be more accurate. Does that mm -hmm. feel true for you? Yes. Okay. Great. So there's our working idea for parenting and family. It's about like, you want to be a better parent, be selfish, <laughs> or your selflessness is harmful. What about goals and motivation? We're teaching an intro class to help people get a taste of coaching. So they want to move into a pop-up power group. What's a class? On um, that just because you're of a certain age or have reached a certain like level in your, uh, what's the right word? Because what I want to say is that goal setting continues to keep you alive. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. It's just in that way, 
life is not so stagnant. Totally. It's, but- it's, it's being like a lifelong learner and, and the goals don't have to be huge. I think that especially in healthcare, this is such a huge goal is to get here and it takes a long time to get here. That sometimes when you get here, you're like, okay, I'm here. So there's nothing else to do, but our career could span 35 years. Yeah. And so wouldn't it be nice that you have some, like I said, it doesn't have to be gigantic as the first time around like medicine, right? It could be crochet. Yeah. (laughs) It can be anything that you wanted to. And I think, I think sometimes also specific to healthcare professionals, I know this happened to me is like, you forget your goals. I mean, Mm -hmm. you forget your passions as you are pursuing this because all of your effort and energy is here. But when you get here, which is wonderful, you can sort of sit back on a certain level. It's a different type of stress and busyness you can ask yourself again, what was it? Like, what did I like to do as a child? Oh, I love to paint. Oh, I've always wanted to learn how to crochet. Oh, I've always wanted to do this. And like tennis for me was one of them. So I was like, I'm going to learn tennis. Mm -hmm. This is so good. Cause it's like, they have spent so much time focusing on this goal that there wasn't even room to focus on their other interests, let alone other goals. It's like, great, you met this huge goal and now you've forgotten how to set other goals. So maybe the topic is is that and something around like how to set goals after you've accomplished, you've already accomplished the big one. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Great. Absolutely. What about a class, possible class topic around health, physical health, or even more specifically weight loss? Gosh, this one... (laughs) (laughs) you tell your patients how important physical activity and physical um, movement is and how important that is to combat like diabetes, high blood pressure. Like, why don't you take your own advice? (laughs) So let's be, so what problem would I want to solve by signing up for this workshop? Right. So like, I think we just speak to something acute because I could look at that title and be like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Maybe maybe Monday. How to finally prioritize or how to finally add movement to your schedule, to your busy schedule. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is a few of my clients, we talk about all the work stuff and then all of a sudden like, oh, and I should walk more. (laughs) It's almost as a, like as a, (laughs) oh yeah. Like an appendage, like afterthought. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I should get out there and walk more. Yeah. Like, okay, why isn't that? Maybe you should, if you walk out more, then maybe you will have the mental space to deal with what you're dealing with at work. You know, so it's, it's very interesting. It's almost backwards. Mm-hmm. It's an afterthought. Oh yeah. And I should do some fitness. Right. This oh, thing, yeah. right. This thing I know I should do before all of the other things. Totally. I, I'm, I feel like I'm in that season of my own life this summer too. Where it's like, right. Yes. I love exercise and that is a great idea and not today. So yeah, yeah pretty much. Right. 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 Yeah. They, they have the mental knowledge is yeah. how do we actually prioritize it and how do we actually move you so that it gets incorporated into your daily schedule? Like yeah. watching Netflix, you know, yes, you're willing to do that, but mm-hmm. you know, not quite willing to add a half hour walking. Yeah. So I wrote down practical ways to prioritize exercise when you have zero time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Okay, mental health. We are cruising here. You know, 
that's, I think, one of the big negatives of healthcare mm -hmm. is that we've been so conditioned to put that aside. It's a mental, like sort of subconscious messaging, like just suck it up and just do it. Yeah, there were so many things in my career as I was going through this. It's just like, you don't have time for that. You don't have time for the emotional stuff. You don't have time. Part of it is, is real in the sense that like we do deal with some tragic situations. So there is some mental I don't want to say toughness. I hate saying that, but you do wall yourself off as a, as a defense mechanism for sure, because otherwise you'll be taking home a lot and yeah. that I'm not saying we need to absolutely change that. Um, the, what I, I'm hearing you say is there is a time and a place where that is, that skill is necessary and useful. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there is also a time to allow self-compassion mm -hmm. and there's also a time to say, I'm not weak or I don't know if that's, I'm not weak or there's not, I'm still just as good of a physician clinician, even if I do seek some respite for my mental yeah. health, even if I do want someone to coach about how hard it is, how hard today was that humans sometimes are not nice to each other. And this is what I get to witness. Mm -hmm. um, and that it's okay to feel that. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Yeah. That I'm human. Mm -hmm. And that I myself need some time for restoration, for processing. Like we're so forgiving of others, like how they need to process certain things. And yet we're not, we don't allow ourselves the same, I guess, freedom or yeah. compassion. There's just, there's a lack of compassion for ourselves. And even for our colleagues, I think like, oh yeah, she called in sick again for this or that. I mean, I'm just being right. Cold. Yeah. Um, whereas we're like, well, yeah, stress leave is a real thing. Yeah. Yes. It's okay yeah. that, you know, you want to take a couple of days off for your mental health, not because something physically is wrong with you, but mental health affects your physical health. It's the yeah. basis for everything in my opinion. Yeah, completely. Okay. So again, if we were to make, so first of all, if we've got a 60 minute intro class, we want to make sure that this strategy will work best when that class itself is a container where people experience traction and value because right. at the end of that class they may not be ready for a power group but they might circle back two months later and hire you privately or so we, we don't want to just open up a can of worms and and leave them so right. understanding that this is a very layered topic right like what might be the angle in here or the potential intro class or easy problem to begin solving in one of these pop-ups i think there's two mm -hmm. one is we're humans we're not always going to be perfect mm -hmm. perfectionism is huge in the medical field right like we can never be expected to show emotion to make a mistake but but we are human and that's what happens. Okay. That's definitely, I think a major, and just like, I'm enough. Yeah. Like I'm doing enough. And again, in medicine, there's always this push to do more. I wrote down the poison of perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. That's a driver for a lot of things, totally. a lot of actions. So just for our listeners, I want to illustrate. So instead of saying, come everybody, we're having a mental health workshop. No one's <laughs> going to come. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> right. It's like too broad. Yeah. But we're going to talk about perfectionism, which is a very concrete topic inside of this broader theme of mental health. Yeah. Cool. 
All right, let's do three more. Let's knock this out and then I'm gonna give you some marching orders around this. Okay, perfect. Okay, finances. <laughs> this is... <laughs> <laughs> I find it humorous. It, I don't, maybe that might not be the right adjective. When I hear healthcare professionals and I'm guilty of this myself, I can't afford that right now. Oh, okay. And I'm always like, if you can't afford it, I don't know who can. It's coming from a scarcity mindset, mm -hmm. right? It's coming from a background of probably not having much and now moving into actually quite a bit of wealth. Let's just be honest, um, mm -hmm. compared to this also globally, right? I'm not talking about even within the US, but globally, we are, most of us are all better off than like, I don't know the percentages, but a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. But to hear yourself say that, you know, I, I want to call it out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not that it's you don't have the budget for that. You don't have the money for that. It's because you don't want to spend it on that. Um, and then there are times when you just drop money like this without thought, right? So it's prioritizing what you think. So I actually had a person who told me, oh, I can't afford that right now or something like that. I was like, you're choosing to not afford that right now. I was like, you just have to budget differently. You know, just yeah. because your income has shrunk doesn't mean you can't do A, B, C, or D. You just have to reprioritize and figure out which is more important to you of how you want to spend your money. That's what changes. That's what I hear you saying is it's not like have an abundance mindset. It's own the fact that you choose every dollar you spend. So if, if you're saying you can't afford it, shift that to, I don't want that. And now you're in a more empowered position. Is that? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what's the language for this, for an intro class? stop saying you can't afford stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know you can afford stuff. Mm -hmm. You can afford whatever you want. Mm -hmm. That's really the truth. Right. I mean, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not like trying to be judgmental about how people spend the money. You spend your money, however you want to spend it. Yeah. But it's just, it's the phrasing. It's so interesting to me. Well, I just can't afford that right now. I'm like, really? <laughs> Yeah, something around, and I don't th even think financial. I wonder for this audience if it's a fine if that word is in the workshop, they're going to expect spreadsheets or an investment suggestions, right. right? It's more around like owning your decisions. Yeah, I mean, and private schools, thirty, forty thousand without a blink of an eye, it's dropped, right? Yeah. But oh, a massage is going to cost one hundred and fifty dollars for myself? I don't think so. Yeah, like how to, why you need to spend money where it matters. Okay. All right. We probably need to workshop that a little bit more, but we'll move on to number six mm -hmm. friendships. Yeah. Why you have no friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could definitely be one. <laughs> or what's interesting is, I think, yeah, I think it's like the, the whole, and my coaching school talks about manuals, like expectations for certain people, for certain friends, and how that sort of sets you up for disappointment. Yeah. Um, is our expectation of how we think a friend should behave or how a relative should behave, how our brothers or sister as an adult, you know, so relationships are very interesting that way. And I think that for 
for medical people, it's very practical, right? Like this is what I have time to do and I'm going to choose to do this. And now you're late and that you just sort of ruin my plans or they feel sometimes I think that when I used to try to make plans, it's like, you don't understand my time is so precious and I'm allowing you, I'm inviting you to something and Mm -hmm. you're backing out of it and how to not take that personally. Totally. And relationships are the same way, like holidays and stuff. Hey, you know, I'm finally free for this holiday. I don't have to work. Let's get together. And then the other prince is like, well, I don't have time. I'm not, I can't get together. And then there's that hurt, right? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I'm so busy. And this is the time I have free. And then you're saying no to me. And mm-hmm. so something to that effect. So I love this. So if you think about your target audience, what is their way of describing this phenomenon, which is like, it's your expectations that disappoint you, not the other person's behavior. That's what I hear you saying. So what would be their, their they worst? They would say I was wrong. They would say, it's, of course, it's the other person's fault. It's right? not my fault. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good question. What's coming up for me around this is something around like the balance between your professional demands and your social life or end your friendships, how to navigate that, the push and pull there. Yeah. Like my free time is not their free time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think there's a, for me anyways, there's a part of me that like, if I'm free, then you should be free. Cause what are mm-hmm. you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I work 24 hours. I do this, I do that. And so yeah. I think it's also how to handle disappointment. Yeah. Or even like how to talk to your, how to talk about, I'm not going to get the the right language, but it's like how to make your friends understand how demanding your job is, which you're going to like flip that on its head so fast. But isn't that what they want? It's like people don't understand how much it took for me to have Christmas Eve off. And the fact that you're not canceling everything because I'm available is shocking to me. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. So we'll put a pin in this one too, but it's something, I think this is the piece in their mind. They want people to understand how much freedom they don't have, right. Or how precious their time is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> how to make sure everyone knows how important you are. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So here I'm going to, We're going to wrap this up and come up with the first steps of an action plan. But if you're open to it, we will send you the recording and I will take us. I'm not going to take a picture of this list I made because it's illegible. I will send you my notes. Sit around with these topics and then pick three or four that you want to present to your community as options. I think sharing all of these will overwhelm people. Correct. But send three or four and it's I'm thinking of doing a 60 minute workshop to help you solve a big problem that you face or overcome an obstacle, which one is most exciting to you? Yeah. Then that's just going to inform your decision and we'll set a date. Okay. So you're going to come up with your final answers. You can run that by me inside of the high Facebook group. If you want, let's get feedback from folks. And then the next step for us, and I hope you'll volunteer for the hot seat is to really look at 
just the outline for the class and how you're going to position the power group offer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk through like, will you charge for this class? Mm -hmm. My suggestion is yes. Oh yeah. 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 Good. So for now, we're going to wrap this up and your assignment, if you're open to it, is come up with your final three, survey your audience, and based on their feedback, we'll then take this plan further inside the hive. Okay. So do you think survey through my email list and then also through my social media platform? Yeah, I would do both places. And maybe if you have any, I don't know if they would be open to this, but any clients, definitely your current clients. Right because they're your buyers, right? right? And if they want to share it with their colleagues, okay, right? I don't think that's nearly as important as your list and your social following, but it would be interesting to get real outside eyes. Yeah. On these that options. would be great. Yes. Okay. Well, because I want outside eyes to come. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I'd love to just hear from you. What is your, like, what are your next steps here? And then what is the bigger picture plan around these pop-up workshops and power groups? So my first step is to narrow in on the three areas to really, to come up with a good title and maybe take it back to you for feedback. Mm -hmm. Do I survey them before or after the titles? I think after the titles. Okay. So after the yeah. titles. So once that's out, I'm going to survey and then mark it for one particular class mm -hmm. go from there. And then maybe every quarter do each topic. Yeah. Or it might end up being three times a year, just given if these are 12 week containers. Oh, that's true. Yes. You need a minute to play more tennis in your own life. Right. Yeah. So but you may yeah. find, yeah. Yeah. So I three times. Right. And then um, the idea also is after the group, whether or not, they want to continue or whether or not they want, I don't think people go from group to individual sessions, but maybe from the workshop to individual sessions. Yeah, they might. And you may just find that the group wants to keep going. And so then it becomes great. We've covered, like we've done a deep dive into parenting. Here are some other topics. Yes. How do you want to spend the next 12 weeks together? Yes. That would be actually ideal. Wouldn't that, that be would fun? Be ideal. Yeah. To move through the different topics with the same group. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. That would be really cool. That's a big picture. I love this plan for you because it really helps your audience overcome their gap of knowledge around coaching. Yes. Good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really fun. Thank you so much, Alice. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're welcome. So keep me posted. We'll talk more about this inside the hive and I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see what your audience says they want to learn about. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lee. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Great. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things <laughs> to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers 
Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week. 